come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I am your poltergeist, Kinsey. I'm your poltergeist, Debbie. I'm your poltergeist, Donna. I'm your poltergeist, Mac. And this week, we watched the John Carpenter classic, uh, 1982's The Thing. And I can tell you, this is definitely one that I've been super excited about. Real quick programming note before we deep dive into this. Uh, you may hear some snorts, some sniffles. Uh, we have a guest in here. And I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> have a guest in here. Uh, Pol- Polterpug. Polterpug Pig. Oh my gosh, that's like a tongue twister there. She's in here. So she'll. Uh, so if you hear anything kind of that doesn't sound like any of us, that's what's going on. So. Uh, and she's not turning into a hideous <laughs> monster. Mac has her in the corner with the flamethrower. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hashtag Max flamethrower. <laughs> All right. So are we ready to, to jump in, gang? Yes. All right. So in case y'all don't know what this is about. Our... This movie is about <laughs> the true story of how Wilford Brimley really got diabetes. And how a Quaker Oats commercial shoot went horribly Horribly wrong. You're all wrong. This is a movie about the lifeless world of Antarctica where women don't exist and no dog is safe. Aww. Well done, it went. That went dark, yeah. Yeah, she went real dark dark with that. Uh, So, (laughs) I The movie went dark with it, so I I don't think it's fault. (laughs) IMDB is going to disagree with all of you. Do we want to go around and do the... Did you like it? Did you... Before let me do the spoils? Sy- okay. Let ahead. me do the synopsis, then we'll do the did you like it, did you yeah. not, and okay. all that. Since things were revealed to me in group message that I did not know, that kind of made me feel like a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, according to IMDb, a crew in Antarctica finds a neighboring camp destroyed and its crew dead. Whatever killed them is nowhere to be found unless it's hidden in plain sight. Don don don. Okay, so. So if you hadn't seen this movie and you were reading the synopsis, it basically just spoiled the shit out of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, didn't I see an X-Files episode that was exactly the same plot? Which is, I'm going to get to in a minute, yeah. I forgot about that. I was like, oh yeah. I have a hard time forgetting it and that may be coloring my attitudes about the movie before this week. <laughs> okay, so let's let's do a quick round, round table here of did you like it, did you not? Uh, I think Mac and I definitely should just go last. We'll go with this side. <laughs> I, I should go last because my answer is going to be a little spoilery. And okay. we're trying to stay gotcha. anti-spoiler. Okay. Just go... Yeah, let's start with Debbie and go the other way. Okay, this I believe is my second or third viewing. My first viewing having been during Terra for Two Tuesday uh, class with Kinsey several years ago. Um, I do remember being horrified at the time, like just all the, all the effects were just spot on fantastic. Like, I I don't know. I just, again, was horrified at the time. Today when I watched it, because I watched it at 6am this morning, (laughs) uh, I was like, I sat down to watch it. I was like, man, I'm so excited to watch this movie. And I just loved it the whole way through. And I just, yeah, I, of course I dig it. I dig it. That kind of warms my heart a little bit. <laughs> uh, so this is actually probably one of my favorite sci-fi horror films, hands down. I, I love it so, so much. In fact, 
uh, two different friends of mine, when I said we were doing this episode, were like, well, why do you need to watch it? You've seen it enough times. Mm. Just, just, just wing it. I'm like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> but I did watch it. Um, no, it's just always one of my favorites. It's, it's one of those pinnacle horror films that I have a lot of positive memories with. Uh, of my childhood, which sounds really weird saying that out loud. You said it before on the show. Yeah, so I know, but it's if they if they made it this far, they're aware of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of this is one of those movies. I remember being four or five years old, and my dad hollering at me like, "Hey, the thing's on. Let's watch it. The effects are really gross," and just having that fantastic memory. And I still love it to this day. I, you, you and I are the resident Carpenter fiends. We are. This is my admission. It's never been one of my favorite Carpenter movies. Honestly, it's been probably 10, 15 years since I last watched it. Wow. And I remember thinking, oh, it's well made, but I don't think... It, 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 I had no problems with it. It's just not like Halloween or Escape from New York. It's not there. Like, I'll, I'd watch it at least once a year type of movies. Um, and I think part of it was... I may just not have been in the right headspace when I watched it originally... And I think I've seen that X-Files episode that I made reference to several times since then. And it's not a good X-Files episode. No, it's not. So the memories are starting starting to bleed together. Like, oh, maybe I don't like the thing. Because I mean, it's, it's not that good of an X-Files episode. Like, no, wait, that can't be right. Um, <laughs> but the, 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 the image that kind of sticks with me, it, young, young, young Mac finds a child's book in the library called, like, Horror Movie Monsters. And it just, it was little blurbs about horror movies and then it actually did a blurb about 1982's The Thing and had the picture of like the I'm doing the the, the, the face thing and said kids shouldn't watch this movie but the, the special effects are very interesting I'm like I'm gonna watch that movie <laughs> may take me 10 years but I'm gonna watch that movie <laughs> um, so it, it captured my imagination but this time I, I loved it I, I, I all that melted away I'm like oh that that is good uh, so, no, I'm back on board with this movie as of this watching. Okay, so before you say your review, I have to tell why I'm a bad friend. <laughs> I thought Donna had seen this movie because Donna likes a lot of the, the horror, sci-fi, a lot of the more sci-fi angle. So I just, you know, as much as Donna loves Terminator, I just assumed, oh, okay, Donna has seen the thing. Cut to 7.30 last night-ish when I start getting... <laughs> Facebook messages that start with "Damn it, Kenzie." We all got them. We all got and them, and we all knew immediately what they were about. Yeah. I felt like you could track my progress through yeah. the milk movie with "Damn it, Kenzie." Damn it, Kenzie. And there was a final "Damn it, Kenzie" that I didn't bother typing in, but there were three. I think one of my first notes on the movie is like, oh, Donna's not going to like that helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> so I went last because it's going to be hard for me to not be spoilery. So we are now officially entering spoiler territory. I am going to let Kinsey off the hook because if anyone had asked me if I had seen the thing, I probably would have said yes. Because of course I've seen the thing. Of course I have. It's a classic. Of course I've seen it. Apparently I have not seen it because... Uh, uh, <laughs> I almost wish I had a stream of consciousness recording of that opening where I'm like, oh, what a good boy. Look at that good husky boy running through the snow. Why is that asshole shooting at him? What kind of fucker is shooting a dog? Oh, is it supposed to be a wolf? There's no wolves in Antarctica. There are no huskies in Antarctica. There's no huskies in Antarctica. Something's gone horribly wrong here. And then finally, I suddenly went... Oh, the thing is supposed to be some sort of shape. Is it the dog? 
Damn it, Kenzie. <laughs> Damn it, Kenzie. And uh, I, I, uh, I really, I don't know if I ever really got past the dog carnage enough to enjoy this movie. Oh yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. If 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 dog carnage is something that automatically upsets you, it's going to be hard to get through this movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it upset me, but I was able to compartmentalize yeah. I, in a way that you may not have been equipped for. I there were uh, overall, yeah, I'll say that I liked the movie. Um, I I was really pretty kind of off put with the complete lack of women and trivia. There were also no women on the crew. I looked this up. There was at the start of the movie, there was mm-hmm. one woman, but she either became pregnant or her pregnancy became a problem, and she left and was replaced by a man. So there were no women outside of Adrian Barbeau providing the computer voice for that chess computer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. No women in this movie in any capacity at all. Which, which I, I don't think an Apple II could have generated Adrian Barbeau's voice. Yeah, for I, the record, <laughs> <laughs> did not have the sound card for that. <laughs> so. Uh, um, yes, overall, I liked the movie, but I, I had some issues that I, I'm having a hard time getting past. I do find it interesting with the women on the crew angle, because this is, and I noticed this on the credits, uh, on the opening credits, this is one of the f- er, few early Carpenter films Deborah Hill's not part of. Mm-hmm. Like, she's usually hand-in-hand hand with him, mm-hmm. you know, from Halloween, mm-hmm. The Fog, all of that. So the fact that, you know, you have this, I don't know, with Escape from New York offhand. They but, didn't even mention women. There was nobody, no. I want to get back to my wife. There was no, um, I, I want to make a phone call. You know, communications are out. Now I can't talk to my to my sister. There was no mention. There was Women don't exist, apparently. Deborah women Hill did exist. produce Escape from New York. Oh, she did. Okay. So then, yeah, this makes it even weirder. To, than... Tell you something about me. I just opened up Wikipedia, and I was already on the Escape from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's going to feature later. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a later. Okay, but uh, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... I I know that has been a complaint with this film. Mm-hmm. For... In- quick interjection. They, after Escape from New York, they did not work together again until Escape from L.A. Deborah okay. Hill and Carpenter. So, okay. that was the end of their real working together. Go ahead. Okay. I know that it has been something that's been a... A, a issue, a complaint with this film is there are no no women in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have no no Carpenter defense, no, you know, why there's not. It's just that's... Yeah. It's just what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't, you know, I can't say, like, well, blah, blah. No, no. I, I am. Uh, to the 2011 prequel to this yeah. has a female lead, if that... But the and movie's not very good. Yeah, but she's badass in it, though. She's badass in it. The movie's not that great. Yeah, I mean, so... Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which says, if they remade it today, there would be more women in it, to yeah. be sure. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. they did, and there was, and now that's over. Okay. But moving on. Moving on. All right, so... A lot of scruffy white guys in this movie. Yeah. A lot a lot of scruffy white guys. This was a really big cast. I will say the one thing I do have to give the cat, I have to kind of praise for that I didn't notice the multiple times I've watched this, 
It avoids the black guy dying first trope. It did. It did. I, my and note but, here was like because I didn't remember the movie that well. I was like, oh no, I'm really worried for the black guy. I had. I, had, I, I mean, both. I mean, I had Nulls pegged as the first death because I mean that's Keith David. He's right. a badass. I figured he's gonna live for a while. But, yeah. But but Nulls. Yeah. No. I, I, I figured him as a goner. Yeah, because he was borderline, almost stereotypical. There was... He danced that line a little bit. There was a black actor who came in to read for Nalls. I've forgotten his name. And actually ended up spending 15 minutes chewing Carpenter out for how stereotypical the role was. (laughs) Um, He didn't get the part. (laughs) But yeah, I I had some... I was cool with Childs, but Nalls... I'm like, you put the black man in the kitchen? On roller skates. On roller skates? Um, side note though, I would, even though I'm not a good cook, I would cook in roller skates for the Antarctic people. Just saying. I would not last very long and they would be starving, but. Oh, when he called everyone Buona? Yeah. So one of my first favorite uh, shots in this. Uh, all the shots are great. All the shots uh, are fantastic. Dean Cundy is He's... the man yeah. when it comes to cinematography. Okay, but there was a shot early when they went to go investigate the Swedish-slash-Norwegian camp. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Russell is walking around in Antarctica on the first day of winter with his glorious flowing mane and his pretty, pretty face all exposed to the cold. I'm like, no. No. You don't cover that shit up, Donna. I was about to say, yeah. they paid that's, for Kurt Russell. That's, that's the money maker. That's right. That's... The computer wore tennis shoes does not cover up the face. So I was dying <laughs> laughing at his hat. That floppy hat? Yes, because yes. I was like, is he even wearing it correctly? Right. Because it looked like a giant it, cowboy it, hat. And, and it had a floppy like, <laughs> yeah. thing going on. It looked like an Arby's logo. It yes, was just exactly. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If you put a flower on it, that could be a derby hat. Well, and I, I was like, yeah. Mac McGrady and his hat is a band name, and I, I'm calling it. <laughs> Side note, though, I do want that hat. I would wear if we if I had that hat I would be wearing it right now as we record <laughs> and all the time and pretty much yeah, yeah that's it I was this close to wearing my super dark sunglasses as we recorded <laughs> it was this close oh, man. Uh, no I do agree Dean Dean Cundy is a, is a gift and a treasure on yeah. cinematography um, I I just love that when we get to that camp and that when they run into the first Norwegian and it just the frozen blood. From them killing yeah. themselves. Just like, it, quote Adrian, it's just beautiful. Like, yeah. it's yeah. beautiful. That was a great effect. And I was like, that was, he went Sweeney Todd on himself. Yeah. And it was like, and that cut was like, it wasn't just like, slit. It was like, I'm just gonna. It was deep. And there's yeah. some stuff that's hard to cut through. Yeah. Yes. Donna knows. <laughs> Donna does. Yeah. Uh, I will not tell any of those stories. Thank you. Um, <laughs> because it was, No. <laughs> But I, I like that, and um, Rob Bottin is the one that did the effects. Since well, I know we are, that's one of the things we will be talking mm-hmm. about here. Um, he was twenty one when he did those effects. What? Yes. Wow. And I mean, and they are just gross and over the top. He he got really sick midway through production, and so Stan Winston and his mm-hmm. team had to help. So basically, the dog effects, Donna. You had to pick a relay t- team for special effects. Yeah, but that, a team to Stan Winston is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I want one quick little bit of trivia I want to throw out. One of the people working with Rob Bottin was named Rob Array Arbogast. 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 Uh, he's an Arbogast. <laughs> yeah. 
So I just I just so because <laughs> so satisfying to say. Just because I have never heard that name before, Psycho, and this is the first time yeah. I've seen an actual living human being <laughs> with that name. Arbogast. Okay, All carry right. on. So yeah, no, I mean Stan Winston had to come in and do the dog effects. And I agree with Mac. Like, if you're if you got to tag somebody in, that's that's who you tag. In. That's who you tag in. And there was compared to the other movies that we've watched, and if we're not counting, you know, movies where you don't show the monster, mm-hmm. uh, even movies where you do show the monster, I was like, in comparison to those movies, this movie showed so many yeah. instances of the monster doing its thing, and I was just like, good lord, like, what was the Back then, what was the budget for the effects? And Good you know, question. yeah, right. keep talking. The movie, the budget for the effects was the same amount that some entire horror movies are made for. Well, it worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put every dollar into that. I I, I was re- I read a lot of trivia. Um, and one of the, they asked for more money for the effects, and the answer was, you've already got as much money for effects that a lot of horror movies are made for. Yeah. Of so. the film's $15 million budget, $1.5 million was spent on uh, Rob Bottin's creature effects. And yeah. honestly, like, I was... Um, as much as I love a slow burn uh, horror movie, uh, I really liked that they ramped it up, like, pretty quickly. They did, but the, but you do have, though, that dread, that tension. Yeah, like, yeah. Because, like, and I, and I, and that's one of the things that I noticed this viewing, is that I'm like, well, why are we going through these long gaps before seeing it? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, normal people need to be able to calm down. Yeah. Because this is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Normal people need to have a moment to catch their breath. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, there is a lot of, you know, just that tension, just mm-hmm. building that paranoia, just... Well, I know I'm human. What are you? You know, just yeah. that. Yeah. And it did a really good, like, like the scene when the dog is wandering around and you just see a shadow and the dog goes in the room with the shadow. You don't know who that was. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you spend quite a while looking at everyone going, is it you? Is it you? <laughs> Which beard was that? <laughs> in order to maintain the mystery, the person casting that shadow was none of the cast. Ah. That was not a cast member. That's not fair. That is not fair. <laughs> That's funny. That's though. very Scooby-Doo of them. Yes. Um, I want to say, like, I had, um, I kind of, you know, I, like I said, I've seen this movie before. It's been a while. And so I kind of had forgotten, like, who ended up, you know, being the thing versus not. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did a really good job, I thought, with making the the um, husky creepy as fuck. Like, because he was always watching. He was very he was mental. He was, yeah. you, like, you could see the intelligence. And, just and, like, and measured movements. Like, yes. that dog was so well trained and so and well directed. No, yeah. Yeah. no, but yeah. he was lit differently. I noticed that if you looked at how, when they see the other dogs in the kennel, mm-hmm. they're very, very, like, happy and don't look doing the doggo smile. Yeah. And they're lit just, you know... Very just naturally or whatever, yeah. when and then you in, they're like, hey buddy, okay. yeah, and then you start seeing him, and then it's just a different like their shadows cast on yeah. him. Like I mean, it's it's a combination between the dog training and the lighting. When he it was so funny when he walked into that kennel, it was slow movements. He walked in a straight line, and then he just very slowly laid down and then was staring at the back wall. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was just enough to make you know he was doing just just what he had to do to make. Uh, Clark? Clark. Clark. Yeah. Think like, yes, this is a real dog. <laughs> and, I, and I was sitting there going, 
that is weird for a dog to be just sitting there just being real calm. I'm, I'm staring at the wall uh, with my back to this person and not paying any attention to these other dogs. It, it made a certain amount of sense because this was a dog going into a kennel full of dogs. He didn't, excuse me, it was apparently a dog going into a kennel with yeah. a bunch of dogs he didn't know. Mm-hmm. And him being slow and cautious and then laying down in a way that says, I'm not a threat to you guys. Mm-hmm. Now, that was actually... A, a bit of dog behavior, yeah. I would believe. Okay. But the dog actor, the canine actor, his name is Jed, and he was a half wolf, half Malamute. Mm. Okay. Um, the rest of the dogs were Huskies. Yeah. Now, Malamutes look a lot like Huskies, but there there are some distinct differences. They're bigger, blockier, squarer. Uh, so that could actually factor into... Um, the the difference, but the dog at the beginning who was running through the snow was a husky who was painted to look like Jed. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, he had stunt doubles. Yes, <laughs> Jed had a stunt double. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, just just the fact that Jed actually was half wolf, I think, factored into him being a little bit. Uh, creepy. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the shots of, like, you see the dog staring out the window. Like, that's what, yeah. like, like he's watching them to see yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. It's like, that show, what are, what are you doing, doggo? You're not supposed to do that. And he's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. He like, you're so beautiful and you're evil. He is a beautiful dog. And he's not evil because he's a dog and no dogs are evil. Right, right. I mean, the, you know, parasite thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, Debbie, you mentioned about how much we see the creature. Sorry, i got to jump back to this because that's one of my things that I do really f- love about this film. Yeah, we do see a lot of the creatures, but then we really... But there's so many different versions. We see a lot, but we don't. So mm-hmm. I think when that final reveal, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of everything, you're mm-hmm. like, that's the thing in Nightmares. Yeah, yeah. It was great. That was the third, damn it, Kenzie. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! All right. So, what else we got here? Um, one of the first Carpenter movies that he didn't score. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. You got uh, Ennio Morricone. Yeah, uh, which and there's very little score too. It's it's a very minimalistic score. Yeah. And but even when it is in there, it sounds like a Carpenter score, which was the most the thing that struck me like. You could have done. I mean, I get if any of Morricone wants to score your movie, have him score your movie. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I find interesting is that uh, unused tracks of this film, Tarantino used for the Hateful Eight. Interesting. I could believe that. Yeah. That uh, and some of the some of the shots that he did in that film pay homage to the thing. And then you have Kurt Russell in another equally ridiculous hat. Yes. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So, yeah. And people not trusting everybody who's who. Sure. So, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, that was one of my research notes that I read. Interesting. So, they did a uh, an autopsy on the humanish thing that they brought back from the Norwegians' camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the first bits of trivia was that Wolfred Brimley was one of the few actors who was not really bothered by the realistic guts because he's actually a hunter and because <laughs> he himself is actually the thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, diabetes. <laughs> that's actually how diabetes is spread, just yeah. so you but know. But <laughs> I'm ninety 
100% sure that was a cow's kidney he was pulling out of the thing as he was explaining that all the organs were normal. Donna, that's one of those things you would pick up on and probably nobody else, right? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I wonder, though. Is it possible that he was like, oh, God, this is a cow's kidney. Uh, I can't let them know that because what is going on here? I don't know. Like, maybe he was like, I, I'm, got, I'm I need to do thing. more research. <laughs> oh, no, I put a cow's kidney in there. <laughs> Oops. When did I see a cow? There's no cows in Antarctica. There are now. <laughs> <laughs> but also, and he wasn't wearing any protective gear. Yeah, I was like, where's your mask? Where's your... He was yeah. wearing gloves, but he had blood up to the elbows. And uh, yeah, he was all up in that thing. I'm like, no, no, of course, of course he got infected. Of course he did. Well, there was one point he took a bath in it. There was one point he's touching the thing with the racer and his pencil. And I, and doesn't he go and like put it in his mouth or something? Like, it's like, oh, this is not dog. This is imitation. He's like, hmm. Yeah. Now that's how you get diabetes. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it was something like that. I know. So I'm like, what are you doing? And also thingosis. That's how you get thingosis. Thingosis. No. <laughs> Was anyone giggling through the the uh, display of like the the cell intruder display? Oh I, yeah, I was I, like, this like, looks like asteroid. Or somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, somebody pulled up a Commodore sixty four game and and just like, yeah. hey, watch us play it for a while. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awful. Well, man, I wish they did that in movies more. Like just bad because like. It made me think of Alien, where like Mother has an interface like an Apple II. It's like it's supposed to be the super advanced computer. I wish they did that more, but that's another discussion for another time. You know, they use a big chunk of their budget on Rob Bottin. Rob Bottin, so... Kurt Russell, and an Apple II. Yeah, that's it. That's where that fifteen million went right there. That's true. I like that after he watched the the um, computer thing and saw the percentage of you know. Uh, I can't word today. Oh, I the, have the, 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 the chance easy, that somebody was infected. Right, the easy to read yes, text yeah, that yeah. it was displaying, like, you're all going to die. Yeah, pretty much. And then, <laughs> yes, for continue. Yeah, and then he asked Clark, like, you know, what's, uh, how long were you alone with it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and uh, he's like, why are you looking at me like that? What, you know, what's the deal? And he, Doc's like, oh, it's probably nothing. And I'm like, you just saw the computer that says somebody's infected. Is that the same computer that Kurt Russell poured scotch into earlier? I think that's Kurt's personal computer. Okay, because I was about to say, maybe the computer's the thing, because it bounced back from that scotch pour pretty quick. (laughs) Wasn't the first scotch pour that computer's had. (laughs) That computer's had a couple drinks. And I mean, I know J&B scotch is maybe not high-end scotch, but... Do they have an unlimited supply of scotch oh, in the Antarctica? I have questions. They probably have a, a, a decent amount because. I, I have mean. questions and notes about the whiskey and the weed. How <laughs> much did both of them bring? <laughs> what were they doing there? Do did they ever even say? Never like, really. They never really said that they're just a research. They could just be researching they're white like, dudes. But they're like a ragtag bang, you know, bang of researchers, like you know. <laughs> How long till they snap? (laughs) That was the, yeah. That's actually what the the Outpost 31 is, researching that. The book also does, yeah, I'll I'll be the book guy now. Um, The book actually doesn't really delve into what they were doing there. It just kind of places them right in the middle of the situation. I don't think that's okay. Like, I think what they're doing there, I don't think, I don't think we need to know that. I don't think it takes away from anything. It's more just like, 
huh, what brought all these guys together? Yeah. yeah. Now, the original movie, The Thing from Another World, does give them a reason to do it, because it's not a scientific team, it's an Air Force crew that's sent to investigate the crashed ship itself. Okay. So it kind of... They, so be- this- they, they become the Swedes. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of... The, the remake's kind of the book, and then this the, one... The remake of- is much closer to the book. Yeah. Yeah. Top to bottom. So... I, I had Billy do some math because I like math. Not really. That's why uh, Billy did it. That's why Billy did it. So, because <laughs> we're talking about the computer, and it says 27,000 hours after initial infection, you know, when the whole world is going to do, you know, be infected. So that boils down to 1,125 days. So, right about three years. 1985. Yeah. I cannot remember which character it was, but he had Blair's diary talking about the birds that weren't dead or whatever. They, they still had cellular yeah. activity going on or whatever. As soon as he read that, in my mind, I pictured the birds kind of popping up and going, we're not dead yet. Like, <laughs> this Spamalot, like, we're not dead yet song. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is a completely different movie now. <laughs> that John was... Carpenter's The Thing, the musical. <laughs> yes. That was Fuchs who was talking. Fuchs, yeah. I was just like saying his name, Fuchs, like... <laughs> It was um, always fun. Fuck you too. <laughs> That's the big finale. <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> so yeah, we mentioned earlier that the black guy didn't die first. The ginger died first. Well, actually, the Swedes died first, but I don't the, care. the Norwegians. Yeah. No, no, nothing yeah. to my to my ginger my ginger friends and. That I, I have. I have ginger friends. It's a, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna ask y'all to choose your words very carefully going forward. <laughs> dat ginger was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, dat ginger? <laughs> that specific ginger. <laughs> I have ginger friends. One of my best friends are ginger. <laughs> my Debbie, hmm? that guy was not nice to my Kurt Russell, so he was kind of an asshole. So you know, immediately I'm gonna That's be true. like, you're you're dead to me. I hope the thing gets you. And it did. It did. It got the... Yeah. Oh, there we go. The thing can can be my vengeance on things that annoy me. I can send the thing out. Yes, because it obeys bad. your will. This is, this is, this is bad. <laughs> Not really, no. I can't even get the aliens to obey my will, so why would the thing? <laughs> Back here just making these just fantastic faces like... I don't know how I feel about any of this. Oh, real quick. I'm sorry. There was another Monty Python reference, which was when they had Blair locked up. And uh, at some point, he's like, I want to come back out. Like, let me out. I'm better. Or no, he goes, he goes, "Uh, there's nothing wrong with me. If there was, I'm better now. And then I was like, "Uh, I got better. (laughs) Just a flesh wound. I got better. So, so before they locked him up, he decided to start shooting things. Yeah. And his gun technique... Really bad. He's, really bad. He's, he's a, got this bent elbow thing, and he's... <laughs> I wish you could see, because it's, it's just... It's pretty it, funny. Guns don't work that way, guys. Donna, he's a scientist. He's not a gun cyst. So... <laughs> <laughs> this, so is a, this is a Kinseyism. This is a Kinseyism. I'm just saying, in real life, that gun would have been, fuck you, dude, and just, you know, recoiled into his head and knocked him out. That's how that would Yeah, work. That would have been a different movie, too. <laughs> so, I do like, though, because it never really pinpoints when Blair gets infected. Like, I, to me, I think it's still one of the best 
vagueness that it has that you really never know. So watching it this this round, him just playing Mac like a fiddle, like, watch Clark, watch Clark, he's alone with that dog, you better watch Clark. And I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. See, I don't think he was infected then because he was actively trying to prevent them from getting away. And I think... I think he was not infected at that time. Maybe not at that time, but I think when they show up at his shack mm-hmm. and he's like, watch Clark. Yeah. I think he was... I think he probably was then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he spent was... a lot of time in that alone in that shack. Yeah. I was trying to figure out as you know, as there are multiple infections going on, is one of the things willing to throw other things under the bus you know, to take the pressure off them? You know, uh-huh. in order, you know, survival, all of that stuff. So uh-huh. basically, the thing becoming human. Like, how would you right. want to survive? Yeah, you know, right. would you throw your your fellow man under the bus or your fellow thing under the bus, so no, to speak? I did end up kind of confused, but Clark wasn't infected. Wasn't no, he? no, huh? That was, was not the, infected. Yeah, he was. He's the only. I would say there's a lot of disorientation on who's infected and when until the end. I yeah. thought Clark was infected. For, yeah. I thought he was the one, the shadow. And then when he took the dog to the thing, because he was like, you know, kind of weird about taking, you know, putting the dog up. And, and he was even, he even had like, he was very quiet. He had this stare thing going on. And so I was like connecting that to what the dog was doing. And so I was like, he's infected. Um, but then no. <laughs> then not so much. Yeah, he's the only one that... There's, there's a theory that Childs was infected and that the actual last scene was Kurt Russell making peace with the thing. Now, Kurt, several people associated with the movie have discounted it. Well, but I think I, in the t- text of the movie, me, you could make that interpretation. Let me just tell you what I thought at the end. And I and I am sticking with this. There was a scene a little earlier on when they made the comment, hey, if it's that easy to transmit, we need to make our own food. We, we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And the very end, Kurt Russell hands something to Childs. True. And Childs drinks it. Yeah. And my thought was, if McCready's infected... Now Childs definitely uh, is. Because I don't know that we can be sure McCready isn't. We know we know up until the blood we know after the when he takes the blood test, we know he's not. Anything after that blood test is fair game. Yeah. And I and I think that goes with Childs yeah. as well. Like yeah. we know that is at that point at that point these people are I agree. Yeah. I think that is a, one of the things, I, like I said, I, I love just the mistrust. I, I do, like, you just, in this film. Speaking of the blood test, by the way, those were some fucking deep cuts they put in people's thumbs. Yeah, it's not necessary. To uh, get a couple drops of blood. To get a little good flow going for a couple of seconds, yeah. And if you've ever stabbed your finger with a needle, yeah. it never stops bleeding. I mean, it will bleed forever. But there was a lot of unsanitary practices going on with yeah. that blood test. So why they wipe his jeans? And Let's, yeah, it was 1982. Things were different. <laughs> they were not required to take the bloodborne pathogen test. <laughs> okay, but class AIDS was around in 82. But they okay. didn't understand it. No, yeah. they didn't understand it. Yeah, but so that's okay. that's true. They didn't yeah. understand. Okay, that's interesting. You bring up AIDS because a lot of people see this film as an allegory to the AIDS epidemic. Actually, I, it, I it, see it works really it. well. Yeah. yeah, that's funny you bring that up because that's a uh, uh, a lot of folks 
See, that's how they... With all the uh, paranoia mm-hmm. yeah. and distrust and mm-hmm. don't touch me and... Yeah. Yeah. So... I think it works, but it works almost retroactively. Right. Like, I mean... Because he, he's making a statement about a thing, like I said, wasn't fully understood yet. Yeah. In 82, they didn't know enough to have it be an effective, but it does work in hindsight. In hindsight, it does, yeah. Well, and I think, though, I think that sums up, though, this film, though. There's a... It it did not find its audience when it came out. It made its money back. It made its money back, but it yeah. didn't... It wasn't, I it mean... It light the world on fire. Yeah, and I, Universal was very unhappy. <laughs> uh, Universal was very unhappy, but it also came out the summer of E.T. Right. It came out 82. Nothing... It's a big summer. You know. I think it's... Same no, Poltergeist too. Poltergeist, uh, yeah. Wrath of Khan. The yeah, fact Wrath that of y'all Khan. are pulling these out. You're not even looking crap up right now. Like yeah. you're blowing my mind. <laughs> and then uh, Blade Runner. Oh well. yeah, Blade Runner, and yeah, it was Wrath of Khan as well. And then. But this was still like I feel an equally good movie. Like why did it not? Because no, I mean for real with this movie. It pull, uh, not Poltergeist. Cred. Et next week this movie. You're yeah. going to get more family dollars uh, with E.T. Yeah. And this movie, for when it came out, those effects... Still you, hold up. They still hold up. Yeah. yeah. And But can you imagine being, in 1982, going to see this film, thinking maybe something like Halloween, because it's Carpenter. Oh, sorry, Mac. <laughs> and then you get the fucking Norris headcrab thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? God, and, that, that effect. I'm watching that, like, puppets, I, but... But how? Yeah, yeah, I was just like yeah. going. That's a puppet. That's a puppet. It looks well, like yeah. That, but yeah. then again, like puppets don't behave that way. Laughing <laughs> because in my cast list, I have. Can you see what I have identified Norris as? Uh, head spider. Head spider. Head spider. Yeah. Head spider. That's still though. That 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 head spider. I I love that thing so much. Like it reminded me of the thing on Toy Story. The head spider on Toy Story. No, sure. I'm sure that's. A, I'm sure that is an homage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those that I just, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it didn't find yeah. its audience, and that's the only reason why I say cult classic. I yeah. mean, now it's now people in, in the the pantheon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, now people cite this film as oh no, this is one of the the top ten. This sure. is always in my top ten list. Probably. I gotta say, I I mean, when you were talking about you know all the other movies coming out and stuff like. If it had been me, as soon as I saw that poster, like, I love that poster. It's, it's pretty cool. It is so cool. Like, I was yeah. looking at it today even going, like, man, this is so cool. I would watch this, like, just based on the poster alone because it's just intriguing. And, well, and like I said, the book that I saw as a kid, which is one picture of one of the effects yeah. and the poster. I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm going to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna my, see. my mom doesn't want me to watch that movie, but yeah. I'm going to watch that movie. <laughs> Mac, I like that your mom is like, you're not going to watch that, where my parents are actively like, yeah. no, no, come on, kids. <laughs> when you said your dad, you know, you were four or five and your yeah. dad's bringing you in there, I was like, I would not have survived my childhood if I had seen that at four or five. Well, like, I mean, and I've told this, and I've told this story to you and, and other people, and I've, I think I've even shared it on the podcast. When it came to horror films, my parents never pushed that they were scary. It, my parents always mm-hmm. pushed, look at the talent, look at the mm-hmm. effects, look at, you know, this is make-believe, but look Appreciate at what they... for the art. Yeah, look at what they can do. So I never viewed... Yeah. I, I never saw it as like, I should be scared of this. And, I, you know, yeah. it was always yeah. like, huh, how did they do that puppet? Yeah. My problem was I would extend the story in my head. So if I saw the thing, like, the thing's everywhere! Like, <laughs> 2 a.m. <laughs> You're not human, Dad! <laughs> 
put some hot wiring in there. Speaking Son, of which, go to bed. <laughs> when they were doing that, like they had everybody tied up, and McCready is doing, you know, the blood test thing, um, and everybody's blood's coming back normal yeah. at first, but then Palmer's happened. And I was like, dude was woefully ill prepared for for what would for for when that when that actually happened, which which was was what we were expecting to happen. Yeah, at some point, like you know that one one or more of these has the thing, and so when it did happen, it was just like blah, and you know I loved the other guys freaking out. Yeah, they're on the couch and they're they're all tied up. Reminded me of Annihilation. Yeah. When they're tied in and the yes. creature comes in. Yes. Yeah. Now you see why I say when, when we yeah, watched Annihilation, right. yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'd rather just watch the thing again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the complaint I had about that scene, though, because McCready clearly thought that Gary was infected. McCready, ob- and, oh, yeah. Yeah. and Gary's even there going, you know, you think I'm infected. Which guy was Gary? Was he caterpillarized by Brown? He, he, he yes, was, he was. Okay. Okay. Faux fo- James Cromwell. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Um, sort of British. As soon as he Cromwell. showed up, it was like his eyebrows entered the room before he did. <laughs> <laughs> but so so McCready's like, I think it's you, so I'm going to do you last for dramatic attention. <laughs> give you plenty of time to come up with a plan. Right, yeah. But nobody expects the stoner Donna. That's what makes the Palmer's one work. <laughs> nobody expects the stoner. But I love though that Palmer's expression when it gets to him, he knows what's gonna happen, and he's like Yep, this we're doing this. Let, let's do this. Where we're going, it's go time. Let, let's dance, McCready. <laughs> Did anyone else though just feel bad for Windows the entire movie? Yeah, the, little, the just the whole movie was like just somebody beating up Radar from Mash. <laughs> Poor Windows. Everything was like everything bad happened to Windows. It's like. You picked the wrong team, Speaking man. Speaking of Windows, did, did you notice that there was somebody named Mac and somebody named Windows? Ah! ah. I didn't, but now... <laughs> <laughs> We've lost Mac. So, anyway. Um, yeah, as, poor Windows. <laughs> Just woefully unprepared for anything that happened to him the entire Much movie. Much like Windows Windows. <laughs> Constantly crashing. Yes. Blue screen of death. <laughs> He did wear a lot of blue, though. He did wear a lot of blue. <laughs> he wore a lot of blue. Mac is surprisingly uh, adept at avoiding infection by virus. <laughs> but it doesn't matter at the end. <laughs> right. yeah, true. Oh. Also, he's more form than substance. I'm going to start taking that personal with your Don. <laughs> <laughs> I do like... I mean, Kurt Russell is just very pretty. He's, he's a pretty he, man. He is. He's still a pretty man. He still is a pretty. He's man. still a pretty man. I'll get to that in my poll question. Okay. Well, no, no, you're. you're, you're. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. I know. I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. I appreciate. Wait, guys, the thing was when ego first visited Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that, that's the tag scene that you see at the end of the yeah, thing. Exactly. Right. It, it, it's, theory it's, of Kurt is Samuel Jackson as uh, Nick Fury, but with no eye patch because it's only eighty two. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going into the ice. Oh, there's Captain America, but wait, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back for you, Cap. <laughs> it's not your time yet. <laughs> All right, Rogers, cut your thumb. We gotta test you. <laughs> I now want to see that movie. <laughs> the thing redone with the Avengers cast. <sighs> That'd be pretty fantastic. No, there's a there's Thor a, would be into it. 
Oh, Thor totes be into them. Yeah. Rocket would be. Because that's just body parts he'd get to keep. <laughs> I get his double head. Yeah. <laughs> that weird three finger long arm thing. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> I'm going to steal them body parts. <laughs> I do like... <laughs> well, it's just a never-ending, like, Pandora's yeah. box of body parts. Yeah. Like, they just keep going for him. He would never have to steal again. Right. You've got one thing that looks kind of like a Venus flytrap mouth thing that was really weird that I don't understand, but a Doug? Yeah. Well, I think it, it was it was displaying the various things it had encountered and imitated in the, yeah. in the past. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate that... Even Mac doesn't think he's not the thing at one point because he's—he even said he makes mention of uh, well, on who attacked Fuchs because he's like it could be any one of us. Like mm-hmm. he's not saying yeah. it's not me. He's mm-hmm. saying it could be, which that yeah. kind of leads the question: How much when you're assimilated? How much of yourself do you know, and how much of you is yeah the organ the thing? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I wonder if the thing only presents itself when it's under. Uh, duress or attack. Duress, I, yeah, I think attack. that has to be true because there's absolutely no reason that the thing would understand somebody's personality or have their memories. So it might be able to influence their behavior, but to actually completely take them over? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, I mean, anytime the thing presents itself, it pretty much hands these guys their asses. So he doesn't really need to hide unless there's some blurring of the line between mm-hmm. human and thing. Yeah. It's yeah. just trying to survive. So, we should all be sympathetic and feel sorry for it. Well, I would, except for the dogs. <laughs> but what, what if it's a space doggo? What if it's just a dog? It's, it's not. Because it's, <laughs> it's not a good boy. Open, open your mind to the cosmos and what a dog could be. Doug saw the thing in the eyes, the, the shape. Yeah. It's like, it's not dog shaped. <laughs> Not a, not a dog. When they brought that block of ice, I was like, is this Encino Man? Like... <laughs> or Cap. <laughs> or, or Cap. That actually was Cap's. Yeah. Encino Man was, was That Cap. was the Hydra ship. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what happened with it. No, you mentioned the poster. Uh, Drew Stritson did the poster yeah. for it. The I'm nodding my guy. head like I know who that is, but... Any... You, like, Debbie, you do know who it is. <laughs> A- any poster you love, uh-huh. he probably drew it. All right. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole documentary about him and his wonderful posters. I think it's narrated by Mr. Whitmer. <laughs> so you've already seen this. I have not, but oh, I know I, I know that uh, he, he uh, on the Twitter sphere, praises him quite a bit. Uh, but back to the thing. All right. What else we got, gang? What else you got? You got pages upon pages. Well, I got pages upon pages, but it's more, it's what I knew it would be, would just be gush. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, dad blood test. Which I'm, t- I'm fine with. Dad blood test. That's dad what I'm saying. <laughs> Drew, the man behind the poster, a 2013 documentary. Nice. Is it a, what channel or what a... Uh, keep talking, I'll, I'll look at um, it. You know, I mean, like stuff, you know, like, I, I dug how... Blair absorbed Gary, like just like his fingers just digging into his face. Yeah. And, like, and, and my real name is Gary, so this movie's starting to freak me out now. It's kind of freaking me out yeah, now, yeah. Mac. Maybe, maybe you should leave. Yeah. Wait, should wait, no, no, we need to test your blood. Test my test Give me your thumb. 
Dom Dep- keeps a scalpel in her uh, in her in her go bag. Yeah, I, I, I have scalpel blades. I know you do. <laughs> That's why I was saying your go bag. I'm both uh, upset and not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you, if I ever get carjacked, that dude's in so much trouble because there is crap all over my car. Yep. You want an 18 gauge needle in your carotid? Yes. There you go. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't don't carjack me. I would no, don't carjack. I would be scared and cry. And I don't want Donna scared, and I don't want her crying, because then that makes me upset, and then I will have to find you, and send the thing, and all my alien friends after <laughs> you, and I don't really want to do that. She's got some gremlins in there too. Are you an alien overlord? Is that what's what we're learning here today? I think so. Between you and Mac, I think me and Donna need to run. <laughs> but my my Debbie, you know this. Okay. My Debbie, you know that I refer to the alien queen as my pretty girl. You have known this yes. for Lord. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. I'm I'm the, that's that's for realsies, Mac. There's a little too much mucus going on there for my, uh, my but that's another movie we should talk about later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Drew the Man Behind the Poster is available on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Oh, we do have that so. We have that. I will check that out. I'll have to, you know, because I like his work. Uh, so I do, we kind of mentioned it in the video, but not on the air. So there was some alternate casting. That what what video is that? The Patreon The Patreon only video. Ad? Yeah, the Patreon only video. So if you want to hear us uh, say fuck a lot, even more so than this episode. <laughs> we did that in, <laughs> in the Patreon episode. It's pretty. And, and if we you've ate, watched the movie, you're already there. <laughs> yeah. And we ate breakfast. So you could see the wonderful, delicious Hertz donuts that we had. And me uh, struggling with a <laughs> Cocoa Puffs donut. But no, so y'all know my love for Tom Atkins with a T. Uh, he was almost cast as McCready. And then Donald Pleasance was almost cast. Did we say, was it Doc or was it Blair? I would, if I were making the movie, I think Doc is the better choice I'm, for him. I don't know, Blair, but him doing crazy though with Blair, like. Yeah, it, I mean, it could go either way, but. Like. I, I just can't imagine Carpenter putting him in any role other than that. Yeah, I mean. Because I mean, the year before he was the President of the United States. Yes, Donald Pleasance as the President of the United States. <laughs> Let that one roll in, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> My fellow Americans, there is horror <laughs> everywhere. It lives in a six-year-old boy. <laughs> the devil's eyes. I shot him six times! <laughs> imagining because we, we played this game from the psycho episode i'm just imagining just the different dynamic of tom atkins and donald pleasance <laughs> in those two roles yeah. is just it's it's a yeah. it's a completely different movie um if anyone could match kurt russell's facial hair i think it's tom atkins mustache i'm just saying <laughs> but i don't like looking at tom atkins i don't I either but i mean he's tom atkins with a motherfucking t you know okay he's not Bad to look no, at. he's not. He's he's not Kurt Russell. No, it's pretty, just out of but preference. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, fun note: this was Keith David's first film. Was, was it? it? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, he came from theater background. By the way, I guess it's not that weird that I mix up Keith David and David Keith. Mm-hmm. No, and no, I, that's okay. I spent the first half of the movie looking for <laughs> David Keith. David Keith. And not finding him. And suddenly there was a close-up on Keith David, and I went, 
Oh. And it's like halfway through the movie before I realize, oh, that's Keith David. <laughs> Until Keith David is like, Mac, yeah. hello, Hi. Donna, yeah. hello, it's me. <laughs> there was like the broke the fourth wall. Show <laughs> you guys. My eyes are right here. Here I am. <laughs> I'm trying to read your notes over your shoulder. Oh, okay, What's that's going fine. On here? That's fine. Uh, we already covered all this oh, okay. page, so okay. we're, we're good you. on that page. It, it, it feels like it's missing Donald Pleasance, is what I'm saying. For early Carpenter, I'm like. Where's my guy? <laughs> I would have. I think he's, it, not, he's not in the fog, is he? No, he's not in the fog. Yeah, yeah again, Mark but, against the fog. <laughs> but yeah. it's got Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's, yeah, okay, and but it's got Tom Atkins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind these of are hard choices. Yeah. It's kind of these early Carpenter films. It's really it's take your pick. It's like right. he's putting these are my my people. I'm just going to start drawing names out of a hat. And and he was unavailable, which is interesting. Because right around this same time, I may be getting the timeline on it wrong, uh, I don't know how well Donald Pleasance was doing, because there's a, a fabulous urban legend about the worst episode of Saturday Night Live ever uh-huh. that he hosted, that Donald Pleasance hosted. Really? Uh, it was the, the Halloween episode of either 81 or 82. I'm going to say it's 81, so probably right around the time they were filming this. And it's notorious because uh, the band... Fear was the musical guest, and they are like this hardcore, like ugly punk rock band. Was this one of the bands that Belushi's like, no, you're this, bringing these this guys? Is a, this is okay, exactly the okay, same okay, story. Okay, okay, Belushi okay. insisted that these guys play, and Belushi did a cameo in the episode, and Pleasance was hosting, and legendarily, many people who were on the cast then said Donald Pleasance was the worst Saturday Night Live host of all time, because he was so drunk the whole time. That he was barely conscious, so I wonder if he was just not available in the sense that he had to go away for you know right, right. twenty eight days to <laughs> you know clean it all out. Get, get, but get, yeah, he was staggering around the set, going like, "Where's Gilda?" And Gilda hadn't been on the show in several years. Where's Gilda? I now want to look this episode yeah, yeah. up. Now I shot her six times. <laughs> <laughs> I now have to look this episode because I've heard. I didn't realize. Pleasance was a host. I've heard yeah. the story about the band yeah. and Belushi basically being Belushi and saying, no, yeah. this band is coming. They're fantastic. Right. Make I will it happen. cameo on the episode. Yeah. I'm not on the show anymore, but I'll come back. It'll, your ratings will go through the yeah. roof. Yeah. And they wrecked the place. Oh, and my God. Donald Pleasance was so drunk, he didn't. He probably hasn't, he had no memory of ever being on the show. <laughs> Wait, I hosted that show? <laughs> <laughs> was I with Gilda? <laughs> Where's Gilda? I shot her six times. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, so oh my god. We should we should we should look at wrapping up. We should look at yeah. wrapping up. <laughs> Let's see if we, if we last call on any other notes. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm skimming through Just here. Give me a second here. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. I think I covered everything. Oh, at the credits. I mean, Wilford Brimley has always been Wilford Brimley, but in this movie, he's credited as a Wilford Brimley. I'm like, what? There's more than one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was Wilford Brimley 1.1. Any any of any any, yeah. any Wilford Brimley will do. Yeah. It seemed like Carpenter was destined to remake this movie because it's one of the movies they're watching in Halloween. The, the thing oh, yeah. from another world yeah, that's yeah. playing on TVs. And um, the other movie is Forbidden Planet, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I really, really would, wanted him to have remade Forbidden Planet in the 80s with Kurt Russell and the uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen role. That's all I had to say about that. That would have been fantastic. That would have been... Like, even that opening shot of the thing with the flying saucer, yeah. I'm like, oh, his Forbidden Planet would have been off the fucking hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We start getting his, his... With Donald Pleasance as, as in the Walter Pigeon role. Oh, yeah. The whole movie would have been perfect. 
Donald Pleasant's Why Are You Dead? Why Are You Dead? <laughs> Why Are You Dead is what we're asking. He could have been an H4O this year if he was alive. He could have been. I, I mean, I'm, he'd be pushing 90 or something now, but... Just just roll him by. Yeah, yeah, just roll... Yeah. I mean, he he was in the other ones of pretty much on Up his, until the day he died. Yeah, up until the day he died, so it's it's yeah. not that, that far of a stretch. No, this... Uh, do we have anything else as we're wrapping up? I cleared my notes. I'm good. That. Yeah. Same it. Yeah. I I can't... I've, I've gushed enough, and as you can see, my nonsense with it, so... I'm reading here that John Carpenter said that of all his films, this is his personal favorite. I can see I that. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I know this... He talks about uh, if this had been a success, how different his career would have went. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because I want to say he had a couple... He had... A three-picture deal with Universal, and because this bombed, uh, it null and voided the other two. Mm. But then... What's his next movie after this? I think it's... It's Big Trouble. And did no, Universal do that? No. No, that would I'm, be... I'm, I'm, I'm checking. Checking. Keep talking. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it'd be... But he does... I The weirdest movie of his, though, of the 80s... I think it has to be Prince of Darkness when you start getting... Was that the 80s or the 90s? Yeah, it's 80s. Yeah, it's 80s, okay. Yeah. When you start melding like the Big Trouble cast with like his normal staple of actors and it's like, oh, this is... Wow. This is weird. <laughs> the movie's weird anyway, yeah. but... Darkness is... Prince of Darkness is 87. Okay. Uh, he did Christine, then Starman. Okay. Why is Kurt Russell not in Starman? But that's another discussion for another time. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Prince okay. of Darkness. I, Starman seems like it was almost made for Kurt Russell. You, it feels like that, and then he probably might have said no, and then it's like, well, bring me Jeff Bridges. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> if Kurt Russell had been in Starman, I would have seen Starman by now, but I haven't even haven't seen, seen Starman. Oh, it's, it's good. good. <laughs> Jinx, buy me a cook. <laughs> I think it's the whole... Even the same enunciation. Yeah, we, we, we delivered that line perfectly. <laughs> I know, you, you both were saddened in your heart at the same time when I said, and Zane Starman, you both were like, oh. I'm just like, oh, sweet kids. Why haven't you seen about we, the nice alien? It's got one of my favorite lines of all time, which which is when, when, when the Starman runs... A yellow light, and she screams at him about you said you were watching. And he said, I, I did watch. Green means go, red means stop, yellow means go very, very fast. <laughs> Sorry, that's my reminder yeah, that it's time to take Pig's not a fan of uh, Starman. Yeah. No, she's not. She's not having Starman. I prefer crime. I don't know why I make you droopy dog. But it's just because of your face. Oh, <laughs> But it's a good face. It's a good pup face. Is that your face, Pig? <laughs> I'll take the snort as a yes, pig. Don't make the predator noise at me, young lady. <laughs> predator noise, predator noise. Predator noise, predator noise. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm going to keep going back to is uh, the, the head spider, which that's still one of my favorite things. Wow. Because it's gross. That was, that was some, that was, that was a moment that actually took me completely out of the movie to just sit there and go, this is gonzo. Actually, before the head spider, when the, Thing shot out of the severed head's mouth and wrapped around a chair and dragged the head across the floor. I was just like, holy shit. Holy shit. This is, I don't know if this is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen or the greatest thing I've ever seen, but wow. I will say if there's anybody, and even for you guys too, there's a fantastic documentary on the Scream Factory Blu-ray release and on one of the early, early 
DVD releases of the making of this film, uh, narrated by Richard Mauser, who mm-hmm. played Clark. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it tells just, I mean, it's a full encompassing, it's it's about 80 minutes, and it's it's just fantastic. Like, uh, when we were, a couple of years ago when we were cleaning through our DVDs and stuff, and I had an upgraded to Blu-ray, I sold that copy of the thing, and I was so pissed off because it had that documentary on it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So then when it came on Screen Factory, I was a happy little panda. Okay, so that's a... <laughs> All right. The end. The end. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's start. Uh, I think, are we ready for a rule poll and quote? Yes. All right. Uh, never accept dogs from Swedes. You mean Norwegians. Norwegians. <laughs> Yeah, the Norwegians. <laughs> I have a philosophical disagreement with this because dogs are all wonderful and good. But <laughs> in the but context of this film... Safety is... is in the context yeah. of this film, it's a good rule. You're yeah. not suggesting kill dogs that I'm are not. offered by Swedes. Just believe it to die in the snow. Don't accept them. Like, hey, like, we are the Swedes, we bring you a dog. No, thank you. <laughs> Norwegians. Norwegians, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I have a good friend who lives in Norway. His name is Knut. Hi, Knut. I would take a dog from you. Knut, I am sorry. I would sorry. not. I would not. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I know Donna is vouching for you, but... but we've made the rule. We have the made the rule. <laughs> you know. Sorry. So, therefore, I will die when the thing comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mac will have the flamethrower. <laughs> Hold up. We're not there yet. <laughs> I'm going in the context yes. of the story. Yeah, okay. All right. Who wants to say our quote? I have to find it again. There okay. will be an honorable mention quote. Oh, yeah. There's... I will go bit bandit and pick my own. Much like in the film. Our quote is, and you may need to correct me because I didn't write down the last half of it. Our quote is, nobody trusts anybody now, and we're all so tired. And I think that is just, it's a very fitting with anything right now in, in our climate. Mm. This is America. Yeah. <laughs> this is America. This is America. The other quote, my personal choice for quote, Mac wants the flamethrower. And you gotta, you gotta yell, Mac wants the flamethrower! Because he does. Would you like me to yell, Mac wants the flamethrower? Yes. Mac wants the flamethrower! There you go. Mac wants the flamethrower! <laughs> Mac wants the flamethrower. I think Debbie's the thing. <laughs> she hadn't quite mastered the, <laughs> the human noises no, yet. No, she's... <laughs> Well, we're going to turn and look at Deb in a second. Her hand's going to be like this big, and she's going to go, Debbie, Debbie, give me your thumb. <laughs> oh, my God, it's six feet long. <laughs> it has a flower on the end of it? What's up with that? We're mixing up our movies again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got two poles. All right, so let's... Let's get the first one out of the way. Yeah, let's get, okay. the, let's get the first one. And then you're going to dance on the other one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have a poll that I really, uh, it was rejected, yep. but I, I insist <laughs> on it. Because was. Because <laughs> it's not a poll. Dogs, it's a rule. Dogs should never die in movies. That would be an okay rule. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not a question. Yeah. It just, it, well, there's no discussion. As uh, yeah. some of mine were brought down on, we got to have a discussion. There's really no discussion with that. Because people are going to be like, okay. And just yeah, go about their way. Dogs should never yeah. die in movies. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Peg is in we, 100% we, in, in the sense we agree with you, we reject your suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mac. Uh, poll number one. Mary fuck kill. McCready, Pliskin, Jack Burton. For those at home and Debbie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Pliskin, of course, is uh, McReady is uh, Kurt Russell's character in this movie. Pliskin is his character in Escape from New York slash L.A. And uh, Jack Burton is his character from uh, Big Trouble in Little China, the sort of Holy Trinity Carpenter Russell grouping. Yeah. There is one correct answer to this, and I will accept any arguments that are wrong in the contrary. (laughs) (laughs) You marry Jack Burton because he's funny. You fuck Pliskin because you're pretty sure he knows what he's doing. And you kill McCready because he might be it. I completely endorse Mac's assessment. I have nothing to add. it, It is check, check, check. I have not seen Escape from L.A. or New York. I've seen don't big see tr- LA first. Yeah, no, yeah, don't see LA first. <laughs> I've seen Big Trouble in Little China once, yeah. and so I don't know the other characters well enough to really get a to get a beat on what I would want to do. And so I'm gonna say Mary Fuck Kill um, McCready. <laughs> all three, <laughs> all three, all, all of the three. Things. Okay, <laughs> Mary <laughs> then fuck because you know. Yeah, wait, it, it's okay. a family show. <laughs> and then kill him because it might be the thing. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Now, this opens up a whole other question to you. Yes, I am also the thing at this point. Okay, all right. As long as you're aware, because I'm now like, they said one drop of anything is what transfers. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Donna, any? I mean, there could be an argument for reversing the Pliskin and Burton order, but, I mean, basically, I'm I'm on board with your order. Yeah. Okay. I would be much more interested in having a conversation with Jack Burton than Snake Pliskin. Which is why you married him. Yeah. 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 As I was gonna say, because I don't think Snake's a lo- he's not a real big talker. No. Right. Doer? Yes. So Hence he- his placement in that really don't have yeah. a solid argument. Yeah. No, there's really, and I kind of, I do agree with Mac, is like, no, there's actually one correct answer. Though, <laughs> though I do like Debs. For, for, I, uh, yes. for, for what Debbie knows, I do like. For, for breaking the, rejecting the premise of the question. Debbie's answer is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Twitter followers, uh, tell us. Mary Fuck Kill. Mary Fuck Kill. Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell? Or Kurt, Kurt Russell? Russell. <laughs> which which Kurt Russell <laughs> falls in what category? The you... other poll mm-hmm. that we had uh, is The Thing. One of the crew of the ship that uh, crashed in the opening. Or it, was it a prisoner or some kind of substance that befell it I the ship am quite confident that the ship crashed because the thing was attacking them I agree mm-hmm. on the whole my only question on that is if it was a member of the crew in this species had this ability to uh, you know mm-hmm. parasitically you know uh, take on the appearance of these other things what if it was trapped in the ice for a hundred thousand years and just went mad ooh like, their species is fine. It's just that this guy went batshit. Batshit in the ice. Another possibility out there. It's an interesting, interesting, and, and really disturbing it. take on it. Yeah, I like. I, I do. I I like the idea of it being a prisoner, but I still just think it's somebody in the crew. Now you saying him being batshit crazy because that's a hundred thousand years. That's a horse of a different color. Mm-hmm. I still think it's someone in the crew, but maybe just. Ice sickness? <laughs> yeah. I'm just putting it out there. Because yeah. the movie doesn't answer that question. No, huh? And you in said, any concrete way. And you said the book doesn't either. No. Or the short story. Or, the novella, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, you know, kind of this, maybe a similar situation as to how it got, you know, 
basically the Norwegians found it. Uh, it destroyed all them, but somehow made it away with one living creature. And so maybe that's even how it got on the ship to begin with was mm-hmm. it had destroyed some other, you know, some other whatever and somehow escaped and this ship like brought it on, you know, and it was like, like, let's say the, the husky of whatever planet that had been. And then it destroyed the ship and then crashed and then destroyed the Norwegians. And then, you know, I don't know. It was yeah. a vicious cycle. Yes. It's just, cycle. yeah. Uh, side note, uh, if you spoke Norwegian, which I'm sorry, I don't know what the language is. Norwegian. Norwegian. Okay, it is. I was. I didn't know if it was going to be something else. I, I have. To, I have to stop because I mentioned my friend Canute. Yeah. Canute was actually a foreign exchange. That's how we're friends. He was a foreign exchange student, and I went to high school with him, and I kind of had a crush on him. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that to you before, Canute. I don't know why I assume you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you talked to Canute? Well, we're Facebook friends, oh, so okay. we, we chat with some regularity. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I had a little bit of a crush on him and I was a little nervous about him and I remember turning around to him and going, what language do you speak in Norway? And he kind of looked at me mm-hmm. and went, Norwegian? Mm-hmm. And I went, oh. <laughs> what I'm... language do you speak in America? English. English. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, the, the helicopter pilot, the Norwegians are basically telling them the whole plot of the movie the dog is a monster. Kill it, kill it, kill it. That's what it's telling them. So if you spoke Norwegian, mm. you already know. So it seems like you speak Norwegian but didn't know what the language is actually called because you were able to suss that no, out. No, no, no. This, this is, once again, this is Kinsey research. Ah, uh, gotcha, okay. This is, uh, this is Kinsey research here. <laughs> I speak it. I don't know what it's called, but I speak it. <laughs> this, is not, uh, this is not a language that I know. I, gotcha. I, no, that was just another little fun little factoid. However, in Norway... Isn't it very common for them to speak English like they, as a second language? Yeah. In which case, why wasn't he speaking English when he was saying the dog is a monster? Kill it, kill it, kill it. Because <laughs> he That's thought it was that much icy. They figured they were Norwegian too. <laughs> Maybe. It was just faster to say. Yeah. Faster know. to say it in the language of the... Yeah. The Nobody thing only... It, it, was, it was infected. And the thing only knows Norwegian. Right. <laughs> it has not assimilated the English <laughs> dialogue yet. All right, do we have anything else before we close up this book on John Carpenter's The Thing? Nothing? Going once? Going twice? All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to us, and uh, we always appreciate your support. Uh, You can find us, we are on social media. You can find us at Twitter, at Beyond Cabin. And, you know, like I said, tell us your fuck, Mary kill. I want to hear it. I think it'd be interesting to hear everybody's thoughts on that. I want to hear your wrong answers to that (laughs) question. (laughs) I'm kind of like Mac. I I want to hear wrong answers, too. But I also want to hear answers that kind of break my brain, like my Debbie's do. Yes, yes. We're on Instagram, which is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. And Facebook, we're Beyond the the Cabin in the Woods. Uh, We do have a webpage, which is www.beyondthecabinofthewoods.com As we mentioned earlier, we do have a Patreon, which is Beyond the Cabin. Uh, you can always watch us uh, discuss everything before we uh, we go live on air and kind of hear our, our choices and hear us duke it out. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, we do have uh, two sister podcasts and a brother podcast. The two sister podcasts are Collective Snark and the other one is Once More With Feeling, the 20th anniversary Buffy fan cast and we have the family business which is a rewatch of Supernatural we're also part of the Gummy Cat Network and they have a lot of fantastic shows you definitely should uh, go and check them out and thank you guys once again so much appreciate it and don't read the Latin 
Or kill the dog. I think she's the thing. <laughs> Get her! <laughs> that blood test she's, is coming back. She's a little too committed to us not killing the dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know what horror is. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.